Hi guys, Esther Kesmira here and welcome to another one of my episodes. I hope you've been enjoying them and getting something for your business out of them. Uh, we've been looking at payroll and how you can do your own payroll in order to reduce costs and how it can save you time. So I, th I hope you've picked up a few tips along the way on looking at how much time you spend doing your payroll and how you can reduce that. And I hope you've gone online and checked out the software packages that are available and seen which ones can work for your business. I gave you a few tips on which ones can really work for your business as a whole and what kind of of things to look out for, like does it calculate all the tax for you? Does it submit everything to HMRC for you? Does it have an extension of a bookkeeping service as well? So there were different things, aspects that we touched on and I hope you found it helpful. So for those of you who have just joined and who, who, for who this is your first episode, um, I can just tell you a little backstory about me. So I come from a country, a lovely country called Uganda, and I grew up in a family of business-minded people. So basically, so many people around me were doing business. My mom was doing business. My, my brothers were doing business. So I saw all these people doing things that that intrigued me because there was a lot of cash changing hands because in those days um, there were no bank accounts where people could pay online with a bank account you'd have to literally go to the city and put money in somebody's account so people found it easier to exchange money you know as a form of of transaction so I used to see my mom you know she would have so many meetings with so many different people and they would give her money and I would I'd be intrigued, so I'd ask her, I'd say, well, how come you have all this money? And she'd say to me, oh, yeah, yeah, it's the business that I'm doing. Um, she was doing agriculture, so she used to, like, buy all kinds of foods and sell them to large companies, and they'd pay her. So they'd come home and, you know, and give her these large words of cash, and I'd, I'd be in awe about her. So I'd ask her, who are these people then? And she'd say, these are the people who help me with business. She says... You can't do business by yourself, you know, so I get somebody who comes and helps me with my numbers. And I was like, wow, okay, so how do they do that? And she was like, you have to know your numbers if you're going to run a business. So you have to look for somebody who can help you do that. And that stayed with me because I realized that's what I really wanted to do, you know. I really wanted to help people with numbers because I said, um, that's amazing if you can help somebody and once you help them with their numbers in their business, then they would end up with large words of cash. <laughs> so that's how I read it and that's how I believed it for a very, very long time. So when when my mom passed and I decided to make the journey to travel to the UK, it was one of those things that were at the back of my mind. I, 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 as soon as I go to the UK... I enrolled in an accounting course and I wanted to learn numbers and work with businesses. So once I started doing the course, I ended up working with larger businesses, but my mind was always focused on small businesses. So eventually I started to, when I got some experience working in accounts is when I 
started working with small businesses and it was one of the most amazing things because it actually happened, you know. I would work with a business and then I would see them, you know, growing and making more money and it excited me. So that's why I'm here today talking to you because I I worked with so many clients and I saw them grow and I feel like it's something that I want to share with all businesses and not just the people I work with. So that's why I decided to have this podcast where I could share all the knowledge I have, or most of it at least, and then you can take it away and see if it works for your business. You know, it's not something I am um, asking you to do. It's just my opinions of what I think business is like after all these years of, of working with businesses and of studying accounting. So if you feel there's something that helps you or something you can take away and use, by all means, please do that. And if you can reach out to me on Facebook and just send me an email, if you can just go to Bookkeeping That Works and just send me an email and say, you know, thank you for this or this is what my business is or I didn't really understand this, I'll be more than happy to communicate with you and hear what your business is about and hear what you're doing, what amazing things are happening, how you're winning. And I, I just I just love speaking to businesses. So if you're running one and you feel like you want to reach out to me, by all means, please do so. So what are we talking about today? So we spoke about payroll and we went into detail about it. So I feel like I've covered it for now. I will go back into it later but for now, I feel like that one is something that, you know, we've sort of covered in detail. And I just thought that for now, we can talk about the most important document in your business. And that is an invoice. So what is an invoice? So many people ask me. And there is a lot of confusion about it. What should I put on there? Uh, what shouldn't I put on there? Um, who is it from? Who is it to? So... There's so many things that go about an invoice and I just thought I would put it out there and explain it from the start so that you can know all the features of an invoice, what you can put on, what it means, you know, and then you can use that in your business. You can use that as a source of how you're going to communicate with your customers or how you receive invoices from suppliers, especially if it's a new supplier. You know, it's nice to sort of have everything on there and know what you're looking for. So anyway, we we can get started. So basically an invoice is it's a request for payment. So you've you've made a service um, or you've you've sent goods and there's been an invoice. So you supply this invoice to your customer and you show them what they owe you in return of giving you of of you giving them those goods or you providing them with a service so it's basically i've given you these these chairs that you came and took and i'm going to invoice you and this is how much money they are so an invoice can also be a tax document so this is where it gets a little bit confusing because I'm sure you've had people who say, can you send me a tax invoice? And people are wondering, what is that? Is that an invoice? Is that a different invoice? So your invoice can also be a tax document because you have to keep copies of these invoices 
to show how much sales you've made and any tax that you've collected. So that's why the word tax comes into it because they're talking about VAT, you know. So it's sort of a document that HMRC will be able to look at and know that, oh, actually this sale happened. So it's it's kind of like a proof of what has happened. And then it also helps you because when the payment comes in, you're able, it, it makes sense because the payment matches the invoice. So people will say, why are invoices so important? You know, and yes, it's a request for payment. And the most important thing is you have to get the invoice right because I've seen some invoices where people make mistakes. And once you make mistakes, that means you're getting the wrong payment done. And this can this can be embarrassing, you know, because imagine having to contact a customer and say to them that, actually, I sent you the wrong invoice, you know, I'm really sorry. It kind of, you know, it, it, it can make things really awkward and it can kind of affect your relationship that you have with your customer because your customer will start doubting every other invoice you've done or when you next send them an invoice, they'll be looking at it more critically than they did before. So it's not something that you want, it's not an area you want to get into where you, you start to make errors. And this will drive us back to having invoices online because when you have invoices online and say you're sending somebody a quote, you can turn that quote into an invoice and it automatically populates all the numbers. So the risk of you actually sending them the wrong amount is is minimized so unless you sent them the wrong quote in the first place so if you sent them the right quote and then you just click make invoice then it gets all that information and turns it into an invoice and then all you do is send it out to them so that automation helps read you of errors so people will say okay so you've made that clear and now we know what an invoice is um so what do we put on there and now this is a huge one as well because there are so many invoices that you can see that are missing so many things so when somebody is like what do i put on an invoice that is a very very good question so one of the most important things you can put on an invoice is your company name so basically if you're getting an invoice from a supplier so maybe you've bought stationery and because you're it's business to business they invoice you so when they invoice you you should be able to identify that supplier so same thing if you're sending an invoice out to your customer you should have your clear company name address and invoice number so if you're doing online if you're using an online software system, it will automatically populate the invoice number for you. If you're using Word, then you'll have to look at the last invoice and then make sure that this one corresponds to to, to the, the previous one. So if the previous one was invoice number 561, then you make sure this one is invoice number 562. So you can just keep a track of it. But if you're doing it online, it's automated. So you don't have to worry about what the invoice number is because it automatically comes up. So if you're sending an invoice out and we've said it will have your company name and address an invoice number it also has to have your customer's name and address 
So those two things have to happen. Your details, their details. So they know where the invoice is coming from. So same thing, if a supplier sends you an invoice charging you for stationery, you have to know who is sending that invoice. Is it coming from Ryman's? If it's coming from Ryman's, how come their name is not on there? So you have to make sure that your name is actually on the invoice. So after you've covered the names, so both names are on there and the invoice number is on there and address is on there so you know where they are based, then you go down to the details of the goods or service you provided and the cost. This is normally all on one line. So you'll have like a description and then you'll have how many, next to it you'll have how many goods you provided. So say if you sell uh, furniture, you'll say, yes, you bought three chairs and two tables and it cost this amount. So the amount will be on there. And then if you, if you are VAT registered, you'll have your VAT number on there and then you'll charge them VAT on top of that amount. And then it will come up to the total amount for the customer to pay. So all these things have to be extremely clear. So if you're charging VAT to a customer because you're VAT registered, you have to have your VAT number on the invoice. Similarly, if you get an invoice from a supplier and they're charging you VAT on top of the amount you're paying for stationery, for example, they have to have put their VAT number on the invoice so you can literally see the number. If there's no number on that invoice, you should really not be paying VAT because then you have no proof that they are VAT registered. But at least if they have the number on there, then you know that they are VAT registered. So those are one of the things to bear in mind when you're, when you're creating your invoices and sending them out and receiving invoices from suppliers. So if you've so 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 make sure that the VAT is 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 there they can see it so it's it's 100 pounds plus 20% VAT you know 120 and that that's it so everything is clear now another important part of an invoice is the invoice due date and payment terms so if you want your invoice to get paid on time you have to be clear on the payment terms and this is one thing I've seen on a lot of invoices where the payment terms are not clear so you don't know when you're supposed to pay them you know so you'll see an invoice date you know because you also have to have an invoice date on your invoice so you'll have an invoice date but there's no due date so we don't know when you need to get paid so that's another thing that you need to add on there which is so so important so is there a deposit required? You have to be very clear on this and say, yes, this is the deposit we require. This is the amount we need. And then on this, after how many days, we also need the full amount. You know, if there's a discount you want to give, make sure you're clear and say there's a discount after maybe 10 days. It's normally 10 to 14 days. There's a discount after 10 to 14 days. And you also be clear on let payments and say, if you pay me after the due date, you will incur interest or something or a let fee. And then another most important thing is you have to show them how to pay. So I have made so many calls to suppliers 
just to ask them for their bank details because their bank details are actually not on the invoice. So this is another important part you have to make sure you have. So you have to make sure that you are clear on your methods of payment. For example, you can say, pay me by bank transfer. That's one of the most common ones. Make sure you pay me by, by, by bank transfer and pay it to this account. You know, these are our bank details, you know, Lloyd's TSB account number, this sort code, this account name, this, you know, so just be clear on that. Then you can say, or you can pay us by PayPal. Now this, we're going online because now there's so many different other payments you can make online. So you t you say to them that, yeah, you we also accept PayPal. You can also pay us by credit card. You can pay us by cash on delivery. So it depends on what kind of arrangement you have with a customer. A lot of fast customers are charged cash on delivery. So you'll find that that will be clear on the invoice. It says COD, you know, cash on delivery. So... They used to be checks, so I don't know whether people still use checks these days, but before they used to be checks as well. But make sure you include your bank account number or you include a link where customers can pay you. These days, you know, paying online is really, really the norm, especially with the current pandemic. So you'll find that people will say, click on this link to make payment. And then when you click on the link, you have all these different methods of payment and one of the most common methods is PayPal because it's one of the safest methods. And people will pay by PayPal, they will pay by credit card. These days you can even set up a direct debit if it's a regular um, service and you th you're thinking, I really don't have time to keep clicking on links and putting in my details and making payments. So just take the payment as the services come in. So there's so many different ways that you can do it. And so many ways that that are convenient, but it is so, so important to make sure that you are getting all these things correct the first time. Because so many businesses lose money due to incorrect invoices. You won't believe it. You know, they, they, maybe the, the, the amount is wrong or they've made a wrong calculation or they've made the wrong. So you just have to make sure that everything is correct. And then the due dates, you make sure that the due dates are correct. So there's so many things that need to be looked at. And once you have them correct, because they're very basic, to be honest with you, they're very basic. You're looking at an invoice date, you're looking at a due date, you're looking at the terms, you know, of payment. You're looking at the VAT, if you charge VAT, you know, you're looking at the description of what you've given them. So they're not very difficult things to get right, but they can easily be missed, especially name and address of supplier. Sometimes a supplier might put, you know, um, just the name and there's no address. So you don't know where they are based, you know, so things like that. So put a phone number as well. That's a, another cool one because I've had to look for phone numbers on invoices in order to ring them up and ask them for their bank details that they have to send to me by email. So this is all time wasted. But if you have all these things nicely put on your invoice, the chances of you getting paid are much, much higher. So just make sure that you go back, 
look at your invoices make sure they're really cool make sure they have all these details make sure you send them out on time make sure that due date is clear and then then we'll start to go into how you can get your customers to pay you quicker but the basics have we have to get right first so that's why i thought i would start here on the real real basics of an invoice and what an invoice is in the first place and then we'll move on into how you can start to get your payments in so guys i, th I hope you've enjoyed this and i'll be looking forward to speaking to you tomorrow where we'll go deep into the payment terms and how we can start to you know communicate with these customers and get our money in but for now i gotta sign off so i'll say bye for now